thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the Urban Sports Scene. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself, Ole. Ray Jeezy, Will Tease out. Uh, part of Sports Journey. Make sure you check us out at sportsjourney.com. Um, where you can find all your sports, your sports information for your DMV teams. Uh, but let me, uh, patch in my boy Ray Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? What's going on, Ray? Good evening, brother. What's happening? Everything's good, man. It's great, man. Just swell. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Why, why wouldn't I be swell? Ask Adam Silver, is everything okay? The NBA uh, is going through it right now. Well, we knew that though, right? Like, we knew that. Like, you can't. Oh, man, you can't do – you can't replicate what you did with the bubble, man. It's the bubble. That's why I work. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you could put the players in a situation like that. And right now, the NBA is trying to implement a bubble outside the bubble because they say you can't talk to this person, you can't go to this restaurant. I just think it's ridiculous. I, I'm wondering. I'm really sitting here contemplating whether the NBA should be playing games right now, bro. And, and – you know, many other sports, including college basketball. I just think it's just, it's just not good right now. It's not. It's and, not. and safety needs to come first. But I know it's a lot of money at stake. Of course, I man. You know, know, it's all about money. We know this. Like, we know this, bro. Teddy Biasi. Money, 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 money. Everybody's got a price. Hey. There you go. Hey, subscribe. To, <laughs> that was no point. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T would normally say this, but he's not in the building. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Washington football team losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31 to 23 in the NFC wildcard game, wildcard wild round of the playoffs. At 8:20, the Washington we're just losing Thomas Bryant for the season due to an ACL injury, an ACL tear, uh, and also Coach Scott Brooks possibly being on the hot seat. At 8:40, we'll talk about Alabama defeating Ohio State, becoming the college football national champions. Then finally. We'll talk about the NFL playoffs with minor football league CEO Richard Miles. So it's going to be hot. It's going to be lit. The show's going to be, it is what it is. It's going to be on fire. But first, as part of the NFC wildcard playoff round, the Washington football team failed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31 to 23. Your thoughts on the game, Ray Jeezy? Hey, first and foremost, just want to thank all the folks who tuned into our postgame show over on Fox Sports Radio. 1340 on Saturday night on the brand new All Burgundy Gold Everything show. Dope. And if you heard that, then some of what is said today, I ain't going to lie, it's going to echo those thoughts. However, I've had more time to digest this game and to add to all the Heineke mania. I just want to say his play in that game is the example of leadership that the Washington football team has lacked all season. Mm-hmm. And let me, let, me, let me emphasize this because it's been well documented that Chase Young is a leader, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. However, his play on the field, I feel as though you know, he grew into that role over the course of the, of the season, especially as the team got hot, like right around the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. However, prior to that, I felt as though this team lacked a guy who just leaves it all out on the field, like a Brent Favre type or, you know, if you're a Hoops fan like Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. You know, some may argue with me, but when your quarterback 
battles that way, it changes the team dynamic, which we saw such as with the Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. and, of course, Josh Allen and the Bills. I mean, it was dope. Yeah, you just have – you know, players don't trick you. Can't uh, players can't fool you. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm talking about your teammates when you see somebody doing their job and leading. You know what I mean? Like if you're getting lucky, the players' body language you'll see it. You know what I mean? Or if you're playing like trash, players will sh- your fellow teammates will will put it out there. You can tell by body language. But when you saw when that dude, the way that dude was playing um, over the weekend and, and on Saturday, how I'm Heineke, I'm, I'm referring to how he played on Saturday and mm-hmm. seeing how those players gravitated to him and, and really were like hyped up the, on the way he was playing. Even after the game, man, you had people like scary Terry saying, man, I played with that dude twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not phony. That's just something, you know, it's phony when you just say a statement, right? But when you go extra and you just put on extra superlatives to it, then it's, then it's like, all right, you know what? Yo, like, these dudes really like playing with this dude, and they really love what he did on Saturday. Absolutely. And, again, it it rallied the team. Guys wanted to go out and win. The biggest difference for this Washington football team in this playoff game as opposed to earlier earlier regular season games was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as Bruce Arians said, they took personal all the chatter about how Washington's front four was going to get at Brady. Mm -hmm. And that offensive line for Tampa stepped up. They sure did. And if you didn't have all that chatter, and this team came in, let's say, a few weeks earlier. Let's say this was a regular season game. I think that Washington's defense line dominates the game. But you had one week to prepare for one team. That was your focus. You know it's win or go home. And Tampa stepped up to the challenge. Washington's young, and they'll, they'll learn from this experience. And hopefully they'll develop into a great defense. Right now, as I said, you know, over the weekend, they're a great young defense. Yeah. And they have a lot of room to grow. Yeah, and I think you're you're, you're right. Uh, they're not great by any stretch of the imagination. It's a lot of potential, right? I think there's a lot of potential what they have um, in terms of, like, their front four. But there are weaknesses and glaring mm-hmm. weaknesses within that defense that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Um, recently, they already, they've released uh, Sean Deion Hamilton, the linebacker, who started for him a couple games. So, he, you know, they're now, you can tell that, like, like that's a position – that they're looking to add, you know what I mean? Not to say that he was a starter, but I mean, he's a starter and he's something valuable to have, but you now know, like they're looking for linebackers Um, in terms of, you know, depth um, within like this, maybe they need, need another cornerback safety, you know, whatever. Like there, there are rooms for rooms of approved for improvement with this ball club. Um, I don't see them going after a safety. I think, I think Reeves and obviously curl showed out and Reeves like he can play, uh, free safety for him but but linebacker to me is a position that definitely if you want to say you need a you need a baller you need a playmaker linebacker is definitely it and I feel like you saw in the game against the Buccaneers how they took advantage of that up the middle with tight ends and one night tight ends or crossing routes um, when they got caught up with you know having check, trying to check um, Brown or Godwin you know they took advantage of that took advantage of that as well so um, they're gonna have to improve on some things but you know, I, I feel like this is a good step. Chase Young is getting better. Monte, I expect Chase Young to get better. I expect Montez Sweat to get better. And you know, when, you know, just just in terms of being a pass rusher, you have to fine tune fine tune your your game in terms of how to rush the passer. Maybe adding a couple moves to the game, not just not just being all predicated on what you have athletically and God gifted. Now it's about adding some, some of that pass rushing skill set to your game to become a more dominant pass rusher. And I think Chase Young will do that. And I think Montez Sweat will do that as well. 
Here's the thing. You got two names coming back next season. You got Ruben Foster, possibly, right? Uh, he a free agent, but they could and, sign him. They could. He's a free agent, but they could sign him back. Well, well, why would anybody else sign him? That's what I'm. I wondering. agree. No, I'm with because you. No, I'm based, with you. Oh, based on what I heard, and Jack Del Rio loves Ruben Foster, from mm-hmm. what I heard, mm-hmm. and I feel as though they're going to bring him back, just based off of what they saw in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And you also have Landon Collins, who is the conundrum. What do you do with Landon Collins? Do you move him to linebacker? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like I, I heard on Insta, Instagram, he said he was always he's gonna always be a safety. Um, so oh, wow. like if if that is true, I haven't seen it. Someone someone tweeted that out to me. <laughs> um, if that is true, I'm like uh, that's a problem because at the end of the day, the what the way Reeves and Cam Curl played together, and Cam Curl plays his position. Uh, you can't take you can't take Cam Curl out of that position. And I, th- and I think the way Reeves played at free safety, you can't take him out of that situation too. I think they really mesh well together. And he's a real he's he's a more of a he's more of a, Reeves is more of a free safety compared to a Landon Collins. So uh, I think Landon should move the linebacker. To be honest with you, I think he would be dope at linebacker. You have Landon. Uh, if they do, I hope they resign Reuben Foster. And I hope Reuben Foster. The most important thing is I hope Reuben Foster is healthy. Um, if Reuben Foster is healthy, then you got Holcomb possibly landing Collins and Ruben Foster. And I think you have potential now. Now I feel like your linebacking core could, could kind of match up to what you have on the front, uh, the front four. And also not just that you have to make sure that, um, you bring back Jonathan Allen. I, you know, I, I at first, you know, the whole talk was that, you know, this team has, is deep enough to, you know, let Jonathan Allen go. But at the end of the day, you're seven to nine, you're a seven to nine ball club. You can't let talent walk out that room that sh- that has Pro Bowl level, had played at the Pro Bowl level this season. You can't let that type of player walk out the walk out the room or walk out the building. Um, so it, it, you have to make sure you resign uh, Jonathan Allen, and also you have to make sure you resign um, Brandon Sheriff, who was All Pro, you know, who's All Pro guard. So you can't let talent leave this room, leave that leave that facility, knowing that you're a 79 ball club. Like if you want to get better, you got you got to treat your own, and you got to take care of your own. So, dude, let me ask you this. As a Washington football team fan, this team obviously finished the season on a positive note, which is a change around these parts. And, and folks are excited. When I say folks, I'm talking about fans, media, people now are also talking about how Ron Rivera might be the best and the longest tenure coach in the NFC East. Uh-huh. How does this team handle the expectations going into next season now when now it's expected for you to be better going in and also not just to be better, but to win the NFC East outright, I'm not talking about seven and nine. Uh-huh. I'm talking about an actual winning record and possibly dominating football teams defensively. And you might have a new quarterback on your hands. Well, you will have a new quarterback. We just don't know who that's going to be because we know Taylor's going to he's going to compete for that starting job. We, it's already been said. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I think I don't. I mean, being the favorite to win the East, I'm <laughs> does not that much, scare you a little bit? As a yeah, a little bit too like, much. Oh, uh, a little bit too much about being favorite to win the East. Uh, let's be. Let's let's keep it a it's buck. The truth, though. No, it's let's the keep truth. it a buck, man. Um, oh. Dallas Cowboys will be pro- will probably get better. Um, I feel like they will get better. Oh, I know. And I'm being did. real. No, I'm, be, oh, no, I'm being real. I'm being real, bro. Dak is coming back. Dak. If Dak is back, they'll be a better ball club. They just will be. But they'll be a better ball club. I don't feel like I'm being. I'm 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 trying to play it safe. I'm being real. Like they they're, they're going to come back offensively with Dak Bre- Dak Prescott. They'll have CD Lamb, uh, Amari Cooper, um I think what was his mm. name? Uh, God was Gall- not Galloway. Um 
I keep get I keep messing his name up. The other wide receiver from Dallas. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Thank you, right? Gallup. Michael Gallup. Thank yeah. you. Michael Gallup. Those are three good wide receivers. You got Ezekiel Elliott and you got the the the, the backup running back who seems that is getting some of his carries. Pollard. Yeah, Pollard. 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 So who's getting some of his carries, who looks like who looks like a, a dude too. So they're deep offensively and defensively. I think they just signed uh they just hired a coordinator. I want to Dan say Quinn, Dan Quinn, man, that's a that's a mistake, but but that's cool. That's Go better ahead. better than Mike Nolan. It's better than Mike Nolan though. Like that's it's better than Mike Nolan. So yeah, I think they'll be a better, but they'll be a better ball club. You know, being real, they'll be a better ball club because they do have talent. At the end of the day, like the Dallas Cowboys do have talent. So I think they'll be a better ball club. I think the Eagles messed up by letting. I think they overreacted by letting uh, Peterson go. So I feel like they're going to take a step back. Uh, the Giants have. Some potential to be a better ball club. Um, I feel like looking with the Giants, Giant, the Giants are building something. Um, once they get uh, Saquon Barkley back, they'll be a better they'll be a, they'll be a better ball club. Um, I think defensively they do got weapons defensively, so they'll be a challenge. I mean they beat this team twice in a row, so it's not they beat Washington two times this season, both times and swept them. So obviously like that's a challenge for the Washington football team. So I I think. You know, every year that there's every year something changes in the NFC East anyway. So you, I, I forgot the number that the um the stat that a team hasn't repeated as NFC East champs since since a particular date. I forgot the date, but yeah. So I don't expect. I, I feel like this team's gonna have to compete just like anything, but they just gotta improve on what they on what on what they're building. That's my thing. Like, don't let anybody don't let anybody out that building that's really that's showing you true value walk out. And, and try to pay for somebody else. Appreciate your own. Like, appreciate your own, especially your young talent. Appreciate your own young talent. So I appreciate just your perspective on Dallas. We also know Saquon Barkley returning to the field next year. We're expecting the Giants, hopefully, to be better offensively. Hey, does this make the NFC East now return to what it was or close to what it was back when we were younger, when the NFC East was one of the best divisions of football with some of the best coaches? Again, going back to Joe Gibbs, Buddy Ryan, mm-hmm. Bill Parcells. And does this Dallas-Washington rivalry, does it now, again, have that feel like it used to where you got a really strong defense going up uh, against a really good offense based on what you just described? Or do we have to take the wait-and-see approach? I, I think we got to take a wait-and-see approach. But I do think there's potential, though, bro. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I do think there's a wait. There's potential. Right, I, I think there's I potential for the NFC East to not be the laughing stock. <laughs> of football i'm being real like <laughs> there is potential because if dak is healthy right dallas is a better ball club like they're a well they're a way better ball club um with the giants if saquon barkley is right um you got one of more one of the more dynamic running backs in the game on your team and your team already showed that they can they can play defense like the giants can they can strap defensively so you got a running game and then now you're mitigating um what uh daniel jones has to do in terms of a passing a passer like he doesn't have to throw the ball like 30 times you can kind of like you know play off you can play off play action and then you kind of and they and the giants have probably figured out that like you know what even in that running back room um they got guys that can 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 talk that rock without without um saquon bartley so now maybe saquon bartley doesn't get as many touches because he can rest his body but makes him more dynamic in terms of in terms of special plays so it's just like I feel like there's potential for the NFC East to be a better ball, a better division, but it's it's all it's all up to like a wait and see approach. Like back to the thing, it is a wait and see approach. But I feel like to be to be real, I think Washington. If we're gonna, if I'm being honest, I think Washington is doing the best job in terms of building a foundation. Okay, who's the best coach in the NFC East as we're currently speaking? Uh, that's there, and the Eagles haven't made a hire yet. Oh, Ron Rivera. I'll, I'll go. Okay. Ron Rivera. 
So you got the best coach. Mm-hmm. You got you have one of the, the best up and coming young D linemen. You had the best front four in the division. I, I want to say that, bro, this team again looks like it has the makings to do some good things next season. Now we got COVID that we have to keep into consideration, which, as you see, it really hurt like a team such as the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. earlier early in the year. I mean, they had to make up some ground because. They at one time had 18 guys on the COVID list, so you got to keep that into consideration. Then you have, of course, injuries. So barring injuries, or you're going to have injuries, though, but if you can if you can be relatively healthy throughout the course of the season, I think Washington has a, a really good chance to win the NFC East and do so in a fashion that hasn't been seen right here in a while. But we want to see them compete. That, that was the goal for this season for many fans, yeah. including us here mm-hmm. who analyze the team. Let's see you compete. And they finished the season on a high night, on a high note when it comes to competition, bro. They laid it all out there, and what was dope was again your quarterback was the guy that was leading the leading the charge on that, and you hadn't seen that all season. So Rob Rivera, kudos to him. He made some good moves, and he overcame a lot to get to this point. Yeah. You cannot you cannot go into this all season with anything but optimism. I'm sorry to say. But I don't want to jinx it. I know how you guys. No, think. no, 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 heard, no, no, no. I heard I think what you, you just said. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. True. I'm with you though. I think you should. No, bullish, I think baby. <laughs> I, I think you can be bullish. And I think you can be optimistic <laughs> about it. I think you will watch the fan. You can't be highly op- optimistic about it uh, because again, you're building something. It's all about building a foundation, building a team. You know what I mean? And building, building, building a culture and building an identity. And I think they're doing that. So yeah, I feel like fans should be excited about it. And also, I want we we I'd be we'd be remiss if not to give props to Alex Smith for holding it down um, oh, prior to definitely. that prior most to that definitely. calf injury because if it wasn't for him, uh, this fan base wouldn't be excited. And I know a lot of people get you know he he has his he has his detractors in in Washington fans in terms of oh he just he's a check down dude he's not trying to go deep. But at the end of the day, he got you guys W's. You know what I'm saying? Like when you all thought the season was Absolutely. over and getting ready for that draft pick. Then, you know, he came in and showed and helped this team go on the streak and win football games and had those players believing and had, you know, certain people who played dormant all of a sudden spark up and, and play at a high level. So I feel like, you know what, we as fans, everybody, whatever you feel about Alex Smith, Smith as a pastor, in terms of a leader and what he helped for, he helped for this organization and team do this season, you know, he deserves all the props in the world. Listen, no argument over here. Again, that was another type of leadership that this team benefited from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Smith, his comeback story was a scary one because he yeah. came back at the Rams. Scary, bro. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald was, happen, was on that good, back, bro. Good stuff. Looking, forward, <laughs> look at, looking forward to the offseason and talking more watching the football team, including what the name is going to be. It's going to be dope. It's going to be fun. It's Let's pro- do this. Yeah, it's probably going to be watching the football team. That's probably what it's going to be. All right, man. Wizards, yeah. on a sad, on sad, sad note, Wizards Center – Thomas Bryant tore his ACL and is out for the season. Um, we'll talk about the impact of his injury on the team and Coach Brooks possibly being on the hot seat after break. You listening possibly. to the possibly <laughs> possibly you're listening to the Urban Sports saying for ages you dig deuces.
You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Ray Jeezy, Wole, the homie Will T's out, part of Sports Journey, sportsjourney.com. All right, yesterday, the Washington Wizards defeated the Suns 128 uh, 128 to 107. They will play the uh, Jazz tomorrow, the Utah Jazz tomorrow. Uh, but over the weekend, Wizards center Thomas Bryant tore his ACL against the Miami Heat, uh, meaning he's out for the season. How does Ray? How does his injury impact the Wizards? Who who got to step up for him um, tomorrow and in the future? First of all, you know the game is canceled, right? Tomorrow's supposed to. Oh, got canceled. It, got, it did. Okay, all right. The, the Wizards did not have enough healthy players due to contract Ooh. tracing. Um, right. I know, I think it's Rui and Mo Wagner who are in, currently in the COVID protocol, mm, okay. um, which most likely means that they have positive tests. I'm not saying that's factual, but that's most likely what that means, and that game is already canceled. Mm-hmm. That, that was big news just before we went on air. Okay, uh, I want to okay. say about an hour before All right, wow. we went on air. So just, just putting that out there. Sweet. Uh, but in, in, in specific to Thomas Bryant, you know, you have to feel for Thomas Bryant because he had such a strong start to the season. You and I both do not like the style of play with him, with him shooting a lot of threes. Yeah, um, but it's working. Scott now. Brooks wants to be Mike D'Antoni, so this is how the Wizards are playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to outscore teams and not, and not defend. Mm-hmm. And thus far, you know, I'm going to be honest, Thomas Bryant was having the best season of his career. True. Start. True. However, I feel as though his lack of athleticism really hurt some defensive end. So, to me, a guy like Rui Hachimura, this is your time, bro, to step up in the middle and to display that stretch five type of role that the Wizards so desperately lack, specific to athleticism or athletic bigs. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I think that, one, I think a player needs to step up. Well, for me, would probably be Mo Wagner. Uh, Mo Wagner. So whatever, how do you say his name, Ray? Correctly. It's mm-hmm. not Wagner. It's, it's, Wa- it's Wagner. It's Va- like a V. Wagner, right? Wagner. Wagner. Yeah, Mo Wagner. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So a player like uh-huh. Mo Wagner has to, like, I think this is a great opportunity for because for a while, right, he wasn't getting any burn. And, and then over the last couple of days, he's gotten more burn. Um, but with Brian being out, I feel like this is an opportunity for him to kind of shine. Obviously, Robin Lopez, I mean, he has to show out being an enforcer, a big who plays defense, moves his feet, blocks shots, intimidates um, guards or, or centers or trying to finish around the basket. So... I feel like he had to step up, but for me, I think this is a great chance from from Mo Wagner. Uh, this is this is it for him. Like you know, this is an opportunity because you know this is this is they they, they didn't extend your contract. Um, the option they didn't exercise the option on him. This is an opportunity to show out. Um, because if you're not if you're not playing for the Wizards in the future, you're playing for other organizations. Is it safe to say though that we know what Mo Wagner brings to the table offensively? It's just he can't play again def- defense. Yeah. Team defense, team defense. Though, if you play a team concept, I feel as though Mo Wagner would be fine. But yeah. you know, him and Bertans, these guys, they stand out so bad um, when you watch <laughs> the team play defense because of the way they're being coached. And I know we're going to get to Scott Brooks, but I don't mind Mo Wagner being in line. And to me, he's shown more fire this season. He's shown more emotion. Which you know, that's my that's my <laughs> thing. He he wants to be he wants to be on the court because, as you mentioned, I think on last week's show or, or the previous week. He's been in the doghouse with Scott Brooks. Yeah. Scott Brooks has called him out in, in interviews, which is wrong because Scott Brooks has had so much gold left with his team since he's been <laughs> at the helm. And you're going to, to meet Target, or you're going to single out Mo Wagner. But the fact of the matter is that him singling out Mo Wagner to the media shows where Mo Wagner stands. 
So Mo Wagner is now taking advantage of the opportunity. I feel like him and Denny was getting into an argument, either that or he's just trying to be a leader. But whatever it needs to happen, if if he needs to show more fire, if he needs to step up his effort on defense, whatever he needs to do, he needs to make sure that he, he puts in the work so that he can stay on the court. Because, again, offensively, I like him. I feel like yeah, he, can, he makes the skills, Wizards a, a dangerous team. And, and this is a mess of NBA season where the Wizards, even with their record, they're like two games out of first place. <laughs> you know, no, no, there's no front runner. Nobody's running away with the Eastern Conference at large. So I, I would take advantage of this shortened season. I mean, well, yeah, it is a shortened season. Or the, the, just the dynamic of the season, uh, I should say. You're not out of it. Not even close. And Mo Wagner has a chance to be an integral, uh, integral part of what they do going forward if he can put the effort in. My man Cameron uh, put out, uh, everybody needs to step up. But I, I, liked our, I liked our second unit last night. Um, very effective on both ends of the floor. Um, every mm-hmm. It's funny. Every game, like when I watch Mo, Mo Wagner play, I know I feel like we're making this a Mo Wagner show now. Um, when I watch That's him cool. play, when I watch him play, <laughs> I don't make, maybe it's the individuals he plays with. They play harder, even on defense. They play harder. Like, they do. Like, even for all the, like you said, Ray, like for all this, the, mm-hmm. the stuff that Scott Brooks has called him out on, I feel like who, when, when he's on the floor with um, Garrison Matthews and folks like that, those dudes play harder. Like, they're playing hard defense. They may not be good defenders, but to your point, they play good team defense. I actually think Garrison Matthews. Exactly. Yeah, I actually think Garrison Matthews is a good defender. But yeah, I mean they play good team defense, and you see effort with Mo Wagner in the game, I, different from other players. You know what I mean? Like we talk about Bertans. Sometimes when I watch Bertans, I don't see the effort. And you know I like Bertans, but I don't see the effort defensively. There's times games I'm watching him, I'm like, dude, you're not even trying for real. Like you're not. You just trying to get your three off. That's all you worried about is shooting them, them like Steph Curry threes off a curl. And that's all you really worried about. Like you ain't worried about defense. But at least when I watch somebody like Mo, like when I watch him play, I'm like, yo, you at least you trying. Like you're not the greatest defender. Like yeah, when you in the block against a big who got skilled, that's barbecue chicken. Like they going, it's it's clockwork right there. And everybody know it. I'm not saying that he's a good defender, but you can tell that he tries to play defense though. I'm glad you missed Garrison Matthews. I've had the privilege of covering the Capital City Go Go. Obviously, Garrison Matthews on a two way contract, so I saw a lot of him. And I'll say this, he relates to Mo Wagner in the sense that right now he's seizing his opportunity. Whenever Garrison Matthews plays at the NBA level, not the G League level, but the NBA level, he gives it 110%. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in his shooting and his, and his following the game plan, running the plays, defensive effort. Um, I, I heard that when he practices with the Wizards, he goes at Bradley Bill like he wants to be the best. Now, on, on the G League level, he didn't play as hard. That's just my um, mm. assessment of watching him. But he is trying to make the most of his opportunity, just like Mo Wagner appears to be doing that right now. So when you put guys who are hungry for yep. an opportunity on this, on the floor to get like Gary Payton was last season. Remember he came oh, in. Oh, his son, just, yeah. He was like, you know, yeah. provide a spark off the sure bench. Sure did, yeah. It, it was, it's the same dynamic with these guys. And you factor in uh, a guy like Neto. Neto always comes in and brings energy. Yes. He's a defensive liability at times, too. Markel exposed, oh, he's exposed him, him. <laughs> and Markel exposed ish. Uh, everybody was so everybody looked so small mm-hmm. when the Wizards played Orlando, which made a huge difference. But mm-hmm. again, we're talking about team defense. If if they would have played better team defense in that Orlando in those Orlando games, then you probably at least split. Yep. So we're right. We want to see effort, just like we're watching the football. We want to see them compete. If these if these young guys and these bench guys are coming in and contributing and bringing that energy level, that sometimes a guy like Bill or Thomas Bryant just doesn't provide, then yeah, you got to support 
having him on the floor. It's just the coach. Yeah. Like one game you see in Troy Brown, one minute you see in uh, <laughs> Wagner, next game they're DMPs. It's, it's Scott Brooks that's the issue. All right, man, you, 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 right, you went right to it, man. Kevin O'Connor <laughs> uh, of the Ringer reported that Coach Scott Brooks is firmly on the hot seat. Is this fair? And if so, what uh, what does he have to do to get off the hot seat? What made you ask? Is this fair? That's what I want to know. Look, man, I had to. Look, I'm, 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 I wonder. I wonder. I had to ask that question because I didn't want to say like a Scott Brooks hater because I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like it's not his fault. So I wanted to make sure I put it out there to say, is it fair? And you know, I know the answer, the answer to, for both of us is yes, it's fair. Um, but I want to know. Let's let's go. Let's, let's skip the fair part. Like, all right, what could he do to get himself off the hot seat? I mean, that's easy. Not, but you, when you I, have to, yeah. you have. Oh, uh, go ahead, right? Obviously, go ahead. of course, you have to. You have to win. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that you have to improve upon your most glaring weakness. <laughs> No defense. <laughs> and every, the whole world knows it. And as, and as defense, it, it, it has to be that. But he, he deserves to be on the hot seat simply because when you had Bradley Bill and John Wall at the height of their careers, Randy Whitman had these guys w- with Paul Pierce and some others. Defense, bro. Had these guys on the verge of going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Unfortunately, John Wall got hurt. Mm-hmm. And John Wall and not just John Wall, the John Wall and others, mm-hmm. uh, including Markeith Morris, Auto um, Porter, Ber- um, Gortat, Auto Porter, they, they fell out of favor with Randy Whitman. Mm-hmm. Like there was a disconnect. We, that's the year you and I believe 2017. We began to cover the team, <laughs> and you saw the locker room dynamic. And Randy Whitman was just Randy Good Whitman jerk. was a, a old school, hard nosed, my way or the highway, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys stop. They stopped responding. So you bring in a guy like Scott Brooks, and you expect that the Wizards will maintain a high level play. And unfortunately, it's just been a drop off. You lose to the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs. Um, now, now the Boston, the Boston series is probably the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a losing series is probably the highlight of Scott Brooks' tenure here. Yeah. Um, but you you get eliminated by a Toronto team that clearly LeBron had their heart, and you have two of the you had the best backcourt in basketball at the time, arguably. So Scott Brooks has, has failed to meet the expectations when he was hired, and really we all believe that he was hired to recruit Kevin Durant. Anyway, yeah. instead we get Russell Westbrook years later. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good the, point. The whole experiment probably is hey, yo, trash. Uh, Good point, bro. Because of Ted, dude. <laughs> hey, trash. Good it, point. It goes all the way up to Ted Leo. I love Ted though. I love hey, yeah, that's Ted. trash. Even though you know, you know so folks, it's a lot of folks that do not like. Leonces. I'm not gonna say no names, so, hey, but I'm hey, not one of them. Hey, this is, <laughs> and Ernie, of course, Ernie got to get mentioned. Of course, Ernie got to be mentioned. <laughs> hey, 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 Ernie was mentioned all last year for real. Um, so my man, uh, my man Trey Hamilton uh, posted, uh, "I'm stuck in the middle." And in, in terms of Scott Brooks, I'm stuck in the middle. One on one hand, I know deep down things ain't get ain't going to get ain't going to change, so he's he needs to go. But then I I want us to win. So, but if we win, Brooks stays. I don't know. <laughs> Listen here, look, I, don't, I just don't feel like he demand he didn't he demands the most out of his players. I was reading an article oh, I, about oh. the New York Knicks. Look, uh-huh. at, look at them; they're playing much better this season, right? Yeah. And, and and why do you why do you think that is? Because players are now having to be held accountable. accountable. You know, Have you heard the name Dennis Smith Jr. this season? He yeah, he played. Uh, I saw him play. I watched the game. He played early, but he he barely gets burned. Like he plays sparingly. Yeah. though. he mm-hmm. plays sparingly because. The effort is not there. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Smith Jr., we love him. We think he's I mean, talented. I love him, he's dude, super man. athletic. I love but if he's not putting forth the right effort, he's not going to be on the court. And Thibodeau is calling him out on it. And right now, I don't know how he's responding to it, but 
that's the type of coach that I want on this team. Somebody that's going to push the envelope. Somebody that's going to challenge his players, including the best player, which is right now Bradley Beal, as opposed to right now Tommy Shepard and Scott Brooks appear to be bowing to, to of Brad and to Russ. Not that I don't like these to guys. Brad, I don't like Russ. both players. But, um, dude, who is running the ship right now? A losing ship. You have to re reestablish control of the team. Scott Brooks and my eyes doesn't have that right now. But – Bradley Bill criticizing the defense publicly appeared to provide a spark, and they 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 took it to our boy last night, a friend of the show, PG yeah. County baby, Monty oh, yeah. Williams. They did though. They gave him that work, bro. I was like, the, I looked at the score. I was like, what? They beating the yeah. Suns? I was like, I was hurt. That hurt my feelings. Hey, hey but do you peep what uh, Chase Hughes said on um he had he tweeted this, and I guess I guess this is something that Scott Brooks said. So uh, Chase Hughes tweeted this. He said um Scott Brooks said the the, the Wizards have adjusted their offense to run more design plays rather than actions, which are common in today's NBA. It's led to fewer turnovers. We're not, quote, we're not playing as, free, we're not playing as free flowing. We're add we're, we're adding more structure. We're playing too random. We were, me, we were playing too random. I was like, bro, like, aren't you, you a coach? Do design plays. That's what you should have been. You should have been, you should have been done that, especially when you've been losing design plays for everybody else. You've been running free flowing yeah. offense for what talent? Oh, see, and this is that's what <laughs> lacked when Wall was here. When Wall was healthy, this is what lacked. Seriously, <laughs> there, there was a lack of structure sometimes to their offense yeah. when John Wall was on the court. And at the time, you still had Marquise Morris. You still had guys who could stretch the floor, who mm-hmm. could shoot. And I, I just don't understand what he was trying to accomplish. And then you would see if if it came down to a one possession game. You you would see one on one Bradley Bill get yeah. the ball and ISO yeah it's like what the heck is this? It's like so you weren't running Don't plays dude. like Basically. you you weren't running plays like you were just doing free flowing <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just saying like dude and 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 you only have one real one on one score and that's Bradley Bill so you you're telling me like you're running free flowing plays and you only got one player that's really an ISO that's an ISO player for real. At this particular point in time, I'm not saying Russ isn't, but at this particular point in time, you got one efficient, I wouldn't call it efficient one-on-one player, and you're running a bunch of free-flowing plays? Uh, yo, you 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 the one, man. Like, and it took you this long to decide that you need to go to running plays? You the one, man. You, do, you, do, you definitely right, the one. <laughs> so you're asking about Scott Brooks being, potentially being fired, which is not a shock, of course. Yeah. But we had Troy Halliburton on last week. Shout out to him. He, yeah. was, he was dope. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned... He feels as though Bradley Bill does not finish this season in a wizard uniform. In your opinion, what happens first? Scott Brooks ousting or Bradley Bill being oh, or Bradley Bill being traded? Uh Scott Brooks being ousted before Bradley Bill gets traded. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I think Bradley Bill probably stays. I, I don't think he'll be I don't think he'll be gone this year. But even I do, with the new coach. Uh I think that he's if he's fired, it's because of Bradley Bill. If he stays, oh, okay. the only way okay. to me, I feel like if Bradley Bill is is, is sick of losing. He, and just be real, if he's sick of losing, then he knows. Then he should know that this coach isn't going to help him win. So he should be on board with firing Scott Brooks. Not to be, if he wants Scott Brooks to be here, then that's a, that that says a lot about Bradley Bill. I know, I know, it's, I know it's cool. He may be friends with Bradley Bill, and that's cool and that's dope. But if he's if he's about winning, if that's when he comes out and says, "Yeah, I'm about winning." And you still adore since Scott Brooks, then then we can kind of you can filter, you can kind of go through it and say, you know what, what are you really about? 
Cause you about winning. He's ho- he's probably the reason why you're not winning. <laughs> Listen, a culture change helped the Washington football team, and right now it looks like that's what's needed mm-hmm. with the with, with the Wizards. Although I haven't given up hope again because of the craziness of this COVID plague season. I feel as though Washington is right in the thick of it, and they have the talent to turn it around. It's just a matter of consistency on defense. And as we just talked about, offensively running sets and, and committing less turnovers, giving less opportunities for your opponent. Mm-hmm. So Scott Brooks might be around, but I'm, if it buys him an extension, that might be frustrating for many of us who <laughs> want to see a fresh start for a new coach. And I'm a Wizard fan. I'm putting it out there. Yeah. Everybody knows that anyway. Everybody knows it. Still, if, I'm, if I'm biased, then, hey, it's about the Wizards, baby. Real yeah. talk. Real talk. You the man. You the man. That's the reason you're a Wizards fan. <laughs> All right. Hey. hey. Last, last night, Alabama <laughs> won the, the college football championship. We'll discuss this after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports saying, for ages, you dig deuces. Listening to the urban sports scene with Ray Jeezy, myself, Bole, will tease out part of Sports Journey. Uh, so make sure you check us out at sportsjourney.com. Ray, can you like introduce our cool guest, bro? Oh, most definitely. You already know what it is. So our guest is no stranger to the urban sports scene. He he's. Made an appearance here before. Actually had some great insight on the Washington football team prior to the start of the season, and we're excited to have him back. He's actually making an early interest to the urban sports team tonight. And this brother needs no introduction, but I got to give him some love because he's just such an advocate for our community, for uh, African-Americans, for empowering African-Americans and entrepreneurship and about the young people in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And of course, he is the CEO of the Minor Football League. He is Mr. Richard Miles. What's up, brother? How you doing, sir? Thank you for having me. Oh, no doubt, man. So, Mr. Miles, we're going to bring you right into the conversation. You're the CEO of the Minor Football League, which is a professional football league, brother. As you always say, there's no such thing as a semi-pro. You either professional or you ain't. (laughs) But to become a professional, brother, you got to play college football. And last night, there was a college football national championship in Alabama. They did some damage. (laughs) Nick Saban might be the GOAT, brother. Give us your thoughts on the game. Well, I mean, Alabama is Alabama, but I I, I have – I don't have any respect for the head coach. You had a kid out mm. there to barely run, and you up 
and you not thinking of this kid's well-being by oh, yeah. having even going out there. Right? Yeah. And mm. people say, well, he wanted to play. No, you the head coach. True. That Facts. kid just had surgery not long ago, and you got him out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd like to see them play a healthy Ohio State team. You and I know that wasn't a healthy Ohio State team. Mm. The quarterback was hurt. I don't think he should have played, but he he wanted to help his team try to win. When the halfback went out the second play of the game, then you had linebackers. Their top linebackers couldn't play because of COVID. So Alabama's Alabama, but I'm not sold on them. I like to see a healthy Ohio State team and like to see them go up against that. Yeah, I had a problem with Waddle. You know what I'm saying? Waddle playing. Uh, I thought I'm with you. I, I think. I, I mean, at first, I mean, you do, you 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 give him props for like being a soldier, right? Like you know, playing for your team. But at the end of the day, it's the coach's job. Like you're not allowed. This dude's draft status is 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 amazing. Like he's already he's a first rounder without even playing. You know, but you're now mm-hmm. putting that in jeopardy by letting him play. Come, I saw him play when I heard. I knew it was an ankle injury, but when I knew the extent of the ankle injury, I was like, yo, why is he playing? And then when he had the one catch already, it's like, he already, he already had a catch. You brought him right back in the game. And then I, and he's, and he's hobbling. Like he's noticeably hobbling. And you're still putting him out there on the field. I'm like, that don't make any sense. <laughs> like it's the first rounder. Like you're messing with this kid's money. Like that don't make no sense. I mess with his livelihood. Yeah. And secondly, mm-hmm. uh, look what almost, look what happened to, a Heisman Trouble winner. You up. You and Ohio State's not going to do anything to mm-hmm. you. And now, look what you did. You got him. He broke two fingers. Yeah, broke fingers. You was yeah. up by three touchdowns. Why is he playing? Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you when you keep people in there and you really don't know. It. And my question is to Lou Saban, is it about, you know, the individual, these young kids, or is it about Alabama? Now, that kid got two broken fingers. You know, you need your hand to catch the ball, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to Lou uh, Saban, I really don't have that much respect for him because of what he did. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm just sad. But I, I still, um, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, you know, a good game, um, you know, looking at what you were playing against. But I also want to give a shout-out to the Washington team, uh, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I love okay. about them young players. <laughs> they never retreated the whole night. Yeah. Now, you know me. I'm a Patriot guy, but I didn't want um, <laughs> I didn't want to go to win that one. And more importantly, gentlemen, uh, you got to look at that young team. And you and people didn't give them a chance, but knowing football and understanding it, not from a spectator's uh, a perspective and looking at it from someone that played, on any given day, you can be beat. Don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. And believe me, that Washington team scared the Jesus crazies out of them. And not for their their um, lack of a really not their talent. I think their inexperience what caused them. Because if you look at a couple of them touchdowns, they're to going too high. You going man to man and no no safety in the middle of the field. It was like for Brady, <laughs> that was like taking candy <laughs> from a baby. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just have to give them them individuals their um their props and I have one more oh, comment. Yeah. They definitely need help with the linebacker quarter. But they it's not oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the linebacker core. You can pet that you can fix them, make some changes with the secondary, but other than that, not take you off of what we're talking about, college, but I just have a lot of respect for that for them young guys. Oh, I appreciate you saying that because it actually does kind of fall in line with what we're talking about 
Because what I want to ask you is, now you just mentioned the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, looking like he's establishing something good here. In Alabama, I know you just mentioned Nick Saban, um, but do you think that Clemson typically gives Alabama the most challenge or the mm-hmm. most difficulty because they have an established program? Ryan Day's a good coach, but we know that was Urban Meyer's program just a few years ago. So does consistency help at that level or at both levels? I mean, you see the teams that are always successful, the Pittsburgh Steelers of the world. Um, again, Alabama, Clemson, because they have consistency at the coaching position and they have strong leadership. Um, did that factor into why Ohio State couldn't get it done in addition to what you already talked about with injuries and COVID? Uh, no, uh, I picked Ohio State to beat Bama. Uh, I probably wanted to pick that pick them because I'm not looking at it from a, 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 a um, fan perspective. I'm looking from a player and a coach perspective. Ohio State was a was a uh, uh, not a healthy team, and you know the old saying: you can't make the club in the tub. <laughs> if that was a healthy quarterback, Ohio State got a problem. I mean, uh, um, Alabama got a problem. If they running back didn't get hurt, they got a problem. I give it to the kid that won the Heisman Trophy. But don't forget, Ohio State got some heck of a receiver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you can't do nothing, when you beat up, uh, as we was laughing at. A lot of announcers this year talking about New England is trash, and then we, and, you know, we laugh because we say, "Well, congratulations, you beat the JV team," mm-hmm. because everybody knew New England wasn't up to full kill. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> let me say, uh, that wasn't a, an Ohio State is Ohio State. Just don't forget it, gentlemen. An Ohio State team can be the Bama team at full kill. I, I really believe it because I'm looking at uh, uh, players. I'm looking at coaches. Ohio State always had good coaching. No, don't let that game um, deter you. Remember, that's the same Ohio team, Ohio State team, ran Clemson off the, the field. Okay? <laughs> Mr. Miles, I ain't gonna lie, you sound biased, man. <laughs> you sound uh, biased right now. You sound like you sound no, like you don't like Bama too say. much. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at from a coach's in, in a in a, 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 a perspective. I mean, Ohio State got a good team. They just was hurt. Think about it, gentlemen. A healthy Ohio State team going in there, especially with the quarterback. Man, he was uh-uh. – I wouldn't have even played him personally because everybody knows he had cracked ribs, but he played. Mm. So did that hurt his draft stock, you think, uh, Justin Fields? Uh, no, because he can get ready by then. Mm-hmm. But it's just that he showed a lot of guts by even playing. But you're going to tell me – Three, four weeks ago, that same quarterback when they ate uh, Bama up, the reason I gave him, the, they was kind of even across the board. They, I gave the edge to Ohio State because of their quarterback. He can make uh, things happen with his feet. Well, you know, he he's now being projected to go somewhere around number 15 as opposed to at number four to the Atlanta Falcons, which is the team I root for. Atlanta looking like they might take BYU's quarterback, which is uh, also a good choice. He's tough, uh, but we'll see what happens with Justin Fields. And this is why you do have to monitor players and you have to manage them, I should say, uh, delicately because you got guys with a lot of money at stake heading on to the next level. Mm -hmm. So on both sides, coaches probably made a mistake with with, with putting certain players on the field, as we just mentioned, and Waddle on Alabama's side and, of course, Justin Fields. But – Listen, I, I don't know if Alabama loses to Ohio State, even if they were healthy. I'm just being real. Uh, Alabama was 
Alabama is so deep. And as I said, there are only certain programs that can compete with Alabama. And, of course, Clemson is one because I just feel as though Clemson is, is right there neck and neck in terms of longevity and consistency with, with the coaches. But you know what, Mr. Miles, I, I ain't here to question your wisdom, brother. I just feel as though it, it, it's, it's tough to evaluate when you had COVID just just really ruined the season, especially for Ohio State, with so many games being postponed. So it, it sucks that we didn't get a chance to really see the best play against the best. And, and obviously Ohio State came and wounded. But injuries are part of the game. Absolutely. And you can't say that. But what was that? Uh, what, three, four years ago? If not, if my memory, you know I'm a little older now, gentlemen. <laughs> when, when, when that Ohio State against Alabama, when uh, – uh, in that national championship game, uh, or was that Alabama they beat? I think it was uh, when they had a running back for Dallas. What's his name? Ezekiel um, Z- uh, Elliott. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they beat Bama, though. I'm not sure they beat Bama. I know they – I forgot who they beat. No, they, 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 they beat, like, Oregon, Oregon, I think. They ain't beat Bama. I don't think they – I don't know if it's well, Oregon. I don't, they, make it that year. I don't think Bama made it that year. That was, a, that was a heck of a – That was the best team. That was probably their best team in a long time. That was Ohio State's probably best team in a while. That was a good team. I know the team that you're talking about. We had Zeke. They had a bunch of bodies. They had a yeah. bunch of – was Cardell Jones the quarterback? Yeah, he played that one game because yeah. of an injury. I think Cardell Jones. Yeah, I think it was uh, – it wasn't Bama. I know the only team that beats Bama in the championship is Clemson recently. That's of late, though. That's of late. That's because, again yeah. – the only thing it I, was Oregon. It was Oregon. Yeah. Okay. So the only thing about Clemson is the thing about Clemson because you know obviously the coach comes from Bama too. There's a there's also and this is just being real. There's also an element of certain teams. Certain you can just tell certain teams just fear the name Bama and what they've done. Some some teams some players just fear Bama. But the one thing I like about Clemson is that one they know they can match talent for talent, and then secondly they're just not scared of Bama. Like Clemson's just not scared of Bama. Period. When they step on the field, they believe that, you know what, you gonna have to, you gonna have to do whatever it takes to beat us, cause you can just come, you can come on this field and think this Bama name gonna work for you, but it ain't gonna work here. And then you got other teams that play like Notre Dame and other teams that when they play Bama, Notre Dame should never. Get yeah, exactly, exactly. Ever again. Yeah, so like when they play a team That's like. Good. When they play a team like Bama, they automatically just because it's Bama, they already are shook. Like they just they're just shook. And that's the thing that when uh, I, I like Clemson so much, and even Georgia that year is that like teams like that they don't fear the name Bama. They'll play you, and they're like, you know what? You wear a jersey like we wear a jersey, and we got talent like you got talent. So we just gonna rock, and whatever happens happens. And I like teams like that who play Bama. But I do have a question for you, Coach. I mean, um, um, Mr. Miles, is that um, <laughs> Mr. In terms of like that game, it had a bunch of NFL prospects in that game. Which, what in terms of that that game, in terms of the players, who would you like to see like a team like Washington dra- draft between those two teams? Well, you know, don't be misled about what you saw mm-hmm. Saturday uh, last Sunday mm-hmm. with the quarterback that the Redskins had. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, they never had no film on the kid, and mm-hmm. the kid just had one of those days. But don't. Don't sell your house and give it to them yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, excuse me, the Washington team definitely need a quarterback. <laughs> they have to address that. Okay. They have to address that. And don't think because he played that was one and a half game. Mm-hmm. No, you don't you don't 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 do that. That's a mistake that 
whatever the history of the Washington team always made, and quarterbacks don't work out as well. But they definitely have to get themselves uh, a quarterback. They have to address that. And I'm going to say this to you guys because y'all are a lot younger than me. I'll tell you the, 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 the biggest train robbery in history when the Red State, when Washington team traded Sonny Jerkson, uh, uh, Norm Snead to the Eagles for Sonny Jerkson, and the rest was history. Y'all check that out. Uh-huh. Now, who came to be a Hall of Fame <laughs> and everything? Right? Yeah, Sonny. Remember that? Yeah, you know, Sonny. Tell her that. Yeah. I think of course, of course. We there, y'all. For the <laughs> Don't let nobody fool you talking about he's doing everything. Get Carson Wentz because, you know, Ooh. he's still rough. Ooh. Okay. That would be, that'll be the perfect piece to the puzzle. Mm. Think about it. You got young, got a lot of young people here, young receivers here. You definitely need to address another receiver, a deep threat for definitely. the Washington team. But where mm-hmm. they're really lacking at, and they give you chance, give you time to uh, groom another quarterback, but get Carson Wentz. They don't want him. This is a great time to do it. It's just like the great train robbery back then in the, in the 60s with Norm Sneed. I would say before they let Haskins go, trade him for Carson Wentz. Give him, him and a few other players and get Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I was saying that to a lot of people. I was on several shows and everybody say, Dr. Miles, we never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, things happen and you know, German, timing is everything. Get Carson Wentz. I actually like that. I actually you like I like that. Hey, you, you you think that's the greatest train robbery since the Dallas Cowboys traded uh uh what's his name to Minnesota for all the players they stole. They Was it Herschel Walker? Herschel uh, Walker? The Super Bowl. It's Herschel that's Walker, right? right? Yeah. Because he yeah, he was no good to them because he was one man. Mm-hmm. But look all the draft choice they got and look what they end up doing. Yep. So Carson Wentz, that's at the at the Washington team really want to make this thing work. They got the nucleus of something that, you know, if you don't learn about uh, history, you'll, you know, it will repeat yourself. Then when RG3 and them was here, that was a young team. That team should have won four or five Super Bowls. But what happened when RG3 got hurt, that killed it. Then, they, then what's the name? Started trading all them young guys out of there. It killed Washington. That mm-hmm. was a team that could stay together for at least 10 years. And would have won at least three Super Bowls, gentlemen. And if you look at what they had, believe me, they could have won. Now, <laughs> Sound like Tony Levin. <laughs> Think about it. But yeah. Carson Wentz. I like it. Carson Wentz addressed the linebacker situation because they had no linebackers. Mm-hmm. The guy Boston, yeah, mm. he wouldn't even he wouldn't even be starting for most teams. But I agree. He was, he, you know, you have to go with what you had. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. We're going to continue our discussion with uh, minor, minor football league CEO Richard Miles. Also, and we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs, and we're going to actually dive in into the MFL. You're listening to the Urban Sports Saint for I just you dig deuces. Up, then it's beeping, then I'm picking them up, then I play when they cook in the truck. <laughs> Many chicks 
wanna put chicken fist in cups. The boss, I'ma split his bucks. Just because you got good sex, I'ma break bread so you could be living it up. Ah, talk with nothing, y'all be frontin'. Me give my heart to a woman, not for nothing. Never happen, I be forever macking. Hard code to the fashions, I got no passion, I got no patience, and I hate waiting. Mommy, get your bucks in here, let's ride. Ah, 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 ah. Check them out now, ride. You are listening to the urban sports scene with Ray, myself, Wole, Will Tease Out. We're part of Sports Journey, sportsjourney.com. All right, we got another good question. We, we, it's time to talk about the NFL playoffs. We got Mr. Miles on. You know, I, I want to talk about the NFL playoffs, but you know what? I want to talk about the MFL first, though. So, so, Mr. Miles, can you remind our listeners about who ha- who haven't you know heard it, who haven't heard or heard you when you were on the show? Can you remind them about the MFL? Absolutely. The floor is yours. Have it. Let, let them all know about yes, what is the MFL. Let, let the floor is yours. Saul, it's, it's your show right now. <laughs> all right, thank you, gentlemen. Yes, the MFL Absolutely. is the minor football league. Uh, the minor football league provides an opportunity that young people don't find outside of college or professional football. And I tell guys all the time, it's not that you're not good enough to play in the NFL. It's not enough room. It has to be another mm-hmm. league. It has to be another league. And just like you had uh, minor league soccer, D-league basketball, you have to have a minor league system. People used to think that, okay, the NFL, we don't need it because we got college. You and I know these kids not develop enough. Mm-hmm. You take the Haskins. I hate to use them. You can't play one year. Mm-hmm. And you're playing mm-hmm. against teams that you got better players than everybody else. So, of course, you're going to shine. But when you get in the National Football League, that's a different animal. You know what I mean? So, that's an opportunity NFL provides. We have 30, I own 32 franchises with 16 franchises here in America, and I'm putting 16 over in Africa. Yes, we'll have the first World Bowl ever. The champion of uh, the MFL champions here will play the national minor league champion over there in Africa. So these are some of the uh, things I want to do because, as you know, HBCUs don't get no love. A lot of kids looked over. Now you have the minor football league. We have all the different scouts uh, always come to the game, the NFL or CFL. But the main thing is to give these guys an opportunity to play. And, and you know, and the league is for uh, former players. I like to bring former players from the field to the front office. And I want these young men to know football, we care about them because it's beyond the field. What happens when you can't play no more? Now you're talking about entrepreneurship, and we teach these guys how to manage their money and uh, economic development. And, of course, we're about the community as well. We have programs work with at-risk youth that, and the great thing about it, all our players have to do 100 hours of community service. 
the MFL. Mm -hmm. It's not new. A lot of people see it. They get excited. Why is this new? This will be our 28th year that the MFL been around, and a lot of people just finding out about it because I say thank God for social media, gentlemen. You know, mm -hmm. but we we, uh, we have a great mayor here in the nation capital. I do my show right there at the Office of Cable and, and Television and uh, Movies uh, at DC Radio. Our show come on on Saturday mornings at 11. We also do a live NFL uh, sports podcast on Wednesdays, and uh, we do it on Fridays from 5 to 6. But uh, we're excited. We overhead, we have right now over 5,000 uh, players registered for the uh, 16 franchise we here, have here wow. in America. Mr. Miles, so before I, I want to ask you a question about Africa, but also tell our listeners a bit about how, you know, an entrepreneur, a chance to be an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur can be available uh, with the MFL, a chance to own their own franchise, a chance to have ownership of a football team. How does that work with your league and what opportunities do you just have for individuals who want to get into ownership, but you know, like you said, it's not enough opportunities with the NFL? Absolutely. And I have to commend you guys for your platform that y'all have. Y'all doing a great job. I listen to your show all the time. And not just because you have normally your show is very informative and I like that. Mm. It's very informative. So uh the MFL is the laboratory of change. And what we mean by mm -hmm. that, you know, it's always been a glass ceiling when it comes to people of color. Uh mm. the NFL do a great job, but the NFL is seventy nine percent African American, but you have no owners. You have no GM. Mm. And you, you barely have the coaches that, that when it's time to get fired, who go first, right? Mm -hmm. So now you have to understand generational wealth, something you could pass down. You guys have a great show. If you don't own that show, you can't pass that show down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the great thing about sports, you can pass it down to your kids' kids. Yes, we have the opportunity that you, you can own your own uh, franchise here. In the uh, National Minor Football League, we have Dr. Uh, Pat Freeman up there in Rochester. I, I want y'all to really take a look at the social media and look at the, the Rochester Chargers page. He's doing a great job. We've got a 20,000 mm -hmm. seat stadium up there. Mm. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Uh, 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 Eubanks. She owned, uh, she's going to be the first woman to own a professional franchise. The 49ers down there in Fort Lauderdale. Mm. So we're excited about that. And we also have uh, uh, people of color at the helm, at the GM position. Mm. But, uh, mm -hmm. but I want people to understand this is not the Negro League now, you know. We're not saying <laughs> that it's not open for uh, uh, Caucasian Americans because we do have uh, uh, some GMs that are uh, Caucasian stand, but we want them to understand that this is a time that people of color understand if COVID-19 didn't tell you a lot of things because it was deadly. It's time for us to reevaluate ourselves and it's time for ownership. And that's what the MFL provide and also economic development, uh, jobs where there were no jobs. Oh, absolutely, brother. Well, we, we plan to be there with you. And you mentioned uh, Pat Freeman, just a great example, because if I'm not mistaken, Pat Freeman tried to get some opportunities in the NFL and he couldn't get any. I, I believe I hearing him say in one interview that he heard nothing back from an NFL team when he reached out, and he just loved the minor football league and the opportunity that he gave that it gave him to be an owner. I love what he's doing, 
And now you're also giving opportunities to brothers over in Africa. My man, Wole, Wole, you can tell him you're of Nigerian descent. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. And talk about how exciting it is for the brothers over in Africa, how, like, how, how eager they are to bring football, professional football, to Africa. Give our listeners a little bit uh, of nuggets about that before we move on, bro. Absolutely. If you look at that NFL draft, gentlemen, the last draft, look at where them guys from. Oh, yeah, Nigeria. There's a lot of the them. Schools. A lot of them. Look at that last A name. lot from Nigeria. Right? A lot. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So you see, the great thing about it, but Africa is one of the richest continents in the world. Mm -hmm. It has mm -hmm. 50 countries over there. Imagine the MFL bringing economic development to their ownership mm -hmm. with their own professional a franchise. Now you talk about generational wealth. What is the one thing that even the biggest sport in the world that you know the Olympics don't have? And that's football. football. Think about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you think about you think about this gentleman, the first world bowl were the best over there in Africa, play the champion over here. And I know y'all are going to cover that. And we have some, you know, we're going over Egypt, you know, Nigeria, mm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Serbian. Mm. I mean, we, this is something that's happening, gentlemen. The only reason we're not over there now is because the COVID mm -hmm. uh, uh, virus. But, I mean, mm -hmm. this is we have met with all the different, I mean, if you follow us, you see us meeting with everybody. This is great. Oh, yeah. This is history, gentlemen. More importantly, it get a chance for people of color to own something for a change. Mm -hmm. Something that we made other people rich from. Yes, sport. definitely. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff. So we appreciate you sharing. I encourage all of our listeners to go to your website. The MFL is here. Did I say that right? Or is it just MFL is here? The MFL is here. MFL is here. Absolutely. And check out your show. Uh, hopefully, me and Wole can join you. We've been discussing it for a while, and I'm looking forward to the future, looking forward to what 2021 and beyond is going to bring to the modern football league and the opportunity it's going to give young men who feel as though maybe they don't have an equal opportunity at the next level. But transitioning into NFL playoffs, you mentioned it earlier, you're a Patriots guy. For those who don't know that's listening, Mr. Miles played for the Patriots, and I, I ain't going to lie, man, it's kind of good to have some new teams in the mix including the Buffalo Bills, who they'll play host to the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens got some ties in this area. There's some Ravens fans. I'm sure you know something, Mr. Miles. What do you Absolutely. anticipate happening in that game? Well, at the right now, gentlemen, uh, as I say uh, before, if you don't learn about history, history will repeat itself. Baltimore mm. was red hot last year. What killed them was the buy. Mm. You know what I mean? They didn't need the buy. Mm. What killed the New England Pacers was they had to go <laughs> in the first round. They were too beat up. If they had yeah. got the buy, you'd have seen different people in that Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Now, right Ooh. now, Baltimore is the most dangerous team in the National Football League mm. playoffs. Mark my word. Mm. They're the most dangerous team. So I would go with Baltimore, gentlemen. Baltimore, okay. Okay. They're more dangerous than Kansas City and Pat Mahomes? That light-skinned brother, killer. <laughs> yeah, but you look at that dark-skinned brother. Let me say this to you. <laughs> Kansas City is a good team. But Kansas City defense 
is not that good. Yeah, facts. That's true. It's okay. not. It's not. So what you need, <laughs> Oakland gave you the floor, the the uh, uh, the, the format mm-hmm. to beat them. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is keep the ball, keep it away from him, and score. The problem Oakland had, Oakland gave him too much time when they scored. Yeah. They were so busy. But if you look at Oakland, Oakland got their number, gentlemen. They do. So if you they look do. at that, Baltimore is a much better team than Oakland. They do. Their defense is better. Mm. Their offense is better. And I'm telling you, he is the X factor. I'm telling you, that quarterback up in Baltimore, I mean, you give it, I'm telling you, I'm going to go out on the limb and say Baltimore represents the AFC. I, I do have a question for you. I do have a question for you too, because um, hey, that that dog can do the killer too. So I want to put that out there too. He definitely killer. Um, but like, all right. So my brother and I had this discussion because I'm really trying to. Because I love Michael Vick. Like Michael Vick is my guy. Like he's always been my guy. And Ray know this. Like I'll always. I'm of so course. pro. I'm pro Mike Vick. But I'm like watching Lamar and I'm watching Vick. And I'm like now I'm about to say like I think Lamar may may might be faster than Vick. Do you see that? And I, and that used to be hard for me to say. Do you think Lamar Jackson is faster oh, than Michael yeah. Vick? I'll agree with that. I I would say so. Okay. I would say mm-hmm. so. Right. Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike was kind of a slasher runner. This Lamar is just see a lot of people don't understand. I used to talk to people when I was in school. See, you have to understand the difference between being quick yeah. and being fast. Fat. Yeah, that's true. You know, quick, quick you can catch, mm-hmm. fast you can't. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you got a guy quick and fast, <laughs> buddy, Man. you better have a calf to catch these people. <laughs> You're going to need a calf to catch Lamar. I'm serious. He runs. It's effortless. Everybody look like they're standing still. Yes. But you noticed that? Yeah, I noticed it. It's like he got a different gear. It's like it's when he go funny. middle, when he like when he cut back and go middle, I'm like, this dude about to get hit, but nobody can ever catch him. Like he, no one walks him yeah. or anything. It's he's fast, man. But look at the <laughs> film on Michael Vick. People have caught him. Mm-hmm. Look at some of the film. Yeah. But you ain't catching him. He get going. I know. I mean, so that's why I say when you understand the difference between being quick, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Fast, you can forget it. Mm-hmm. And when you're both, yeah, both see, Michael Vick. Michael Vick had the better arm talent. Um, yeah. I think the fastest player in the league right now is Tyreek Hill. Like, he plays in what we call fast-forward mode. Like, he, he looks like he's definitely on a different <laughs> playing field than other guys similar to Lamar. Um, and speaking of Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs play the Browns, who just got a big win over a division rival. Who you got in that game, Mr. You know the old saying when people say good but always triumph over evil? You ever heard that term? Yeah. hmm <laughs> <laughs> but you know, on the other side, good better be very careful all the time. <laughs> and what I mean by that, Kansas City got to be careful of Cleveland. Them people ain't been there. Oh, right no. <laughs> so that dangerous, man. Hey, man. They don't know they're supposed to lose. Yeah, but they're going to lose, though. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, but remember this, gentlemen. You know, and, and, and we all understand, but look at it this way. On any given day, Facts. you can be beat. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Of course. You got to come with your A game every game. True. You can't be slightly off. If if Cleveland had to play Pittsburgh 10 uh, times, mm-hmm. Cleveland probably only win one. I agree. But that day, all you have to be good is you need to be good for 60 minutes that day mm-hmm. for, for half and 60 minutes 
that next half. Oh, you'd be good for that day. Don't care if you are all pro, and, and you, but the guy you playing against ain't nothing. You have to be good that day. Mm-hmm. That's all. And that's what the MFL about. You have to be good that day. Because mm. the playoffs, you don't worry about coming back next week. You go home. Mm. And they see you next year. So, like I say, gentlemen, nothing or cakewalk in the playoffs. You would never, that never resonated in your mind what you saw, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. They were down 21 nothing, And look how they were down. Ridiculous. Cute. Mm-hmm. Come on now. So, I'm telling you, I know what you think. I think. The Kansas City Chiefs got a great team, but don't think they can't be had, gentlemen. Please oh, don't of course. Think that. Don't I'm think not that. thinking that. I'm not thinking He's that. I think head. the Browns go home, though. Clean the <laughs> I think the, the Browns go the home. The Browns got the running backs. They got the <laughs> offensive mm-hmm. line. They got the defense. And I'm telling you, yeah. uh, the, 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 the little quarterback they got, he, he's tricky now. Yeah, Baker, he, he tricky. He's tricky. He's tricky. Um, yeah, but it's a he's lot. tricky now. Yeah, but he that, ain't real bad. Uh, they didn't just give him the Heisman Trophy now. <laughs> you know, they don't just give you that. In that case, we all have him on our camera, right? <laughs> on our mantle piece. Uh, I wish. <laughs> I like Baker. I, I like Baker a lot. I, I do think they, they, they will play the Chiefs tough. I love the cold weather playoff games. Uh, I think the Browns are built for that. But can they play can they four quarters it? of sound football? Because yeah. they're going to have to in order to beat the, the in order to beat the Chiefs. Uh, but I, I see where I see where you headed. You know, you you think the Ravens are going? You already said they're going to represent the AFC. So let's go to the NFC side. Who who are they going to be playing against? Possibly <laughs> we got the Buccaneers and Saints. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. The old man bowl right here. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the old man. <laughs> who, who you got in this game? Well, you know, um, when you come up, when you, I mean, you have to give it to them. Forty-three or all that. If the if now that wasn't a really that you know, I always say Tampa Bay is more like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Mm-hmm. You know, Doctor Jekyll came in here last week. I think Mr. Hyde going to show up when he played New Orleans. I agree. Because New Orleans got him twice. Yep. But who's going to represent? This is going to shock y'all. Remember I said it like I told you what the name, the Washington team name going to be. Just name them Washington team. Remember, gentlemen? Yeah. And Chief, the Chiefs. And yes. I appreciate y'all calling yeah. me. So you're right, Dr. Mm-hmm. Miles. You were right. You was right. Yeah. Uh, Green <laughs> That's right. They went to Green Bay. And ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to come out of there for Green Bay. Because mm-hmm. he's going to show a lot of people that they count them out. And uh, Green Bay will represent yeah. the NFC. Okay. I feel that. I kind of right. so yeah, rock Bay, with that. You heard the prediction. I kind of rock with that. Green Bay versus Baltimore Super Bowl. Dr. Miles, I'm going to call you doctor. My bad. I've been misrepresenting you. He 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 just gave it. He just dropped the knowledge. He gave he's us a, the prediction. Yeah, you did. Right here on the Urban Sports thing. It's fast. I appreciate that. So I guess I don't even need to ask you about the Rams and Packers because you already, you already said it. You already said it. You don't got to ask him, but who's going to win the Super Bowl hey, then? Let me ask y'all something. <laughs> and, and I'm not being procedure. Today. You ever been up to Green Bay, Wisconsin? No, not at all. No. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. I've been to Wisconsin now, Avenue, If you've been on TV and you've seen some old guy, I'm telling you, it's so cold up there, man. You you feel like you'll freeze where you're at. Mm-hmm. And the Rams cannot. I mean, they play outdoors. Mm-hmm. They indoors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm gonna tell you, you watch. And and tell you they're gonna if 
Green Bay gonna have their way with a man, and then that cold gonna be beating on you too, mm-hmm. and you down. No, it goes to Green Bay, so they have the advantage, gentlemen. No, Same thing, uh, Tampa, mm-hmm. when they got to go up there, man, it's a different animal in that cold, gentlemen. Yeah, and that, that number twelve too, a different animal too. Like you said, he don't give back. That number twelve don't give back. That number twelve in Green mm-hmm. Bay, he want he wants to show the world. That's right. That you know, uh, I'm still that guy. <laughs> I'm still that guy. That's right. So yeah, no, I, I Green Bay is a, I, when I was looking at the the brackets, I was like Green Bay is a tough team to knock out on that side of town. But I was with you with Tampa too. I agree. I think New Orleans just has Tampa's number. If you watch the games this season, um, their defense gets Brady's fits. Like their defense gets after Brady. Like so they do, but not, but not this week. They won't. Okay. Not this week. Mm. Uh, Brady eat him alive. The old man gonna eat him alive. Okay. Because I'm I'm saying Dr. Hyde, you know, uh gonna show up. Okay. Dr. Hyde gonna show up there. Okay. Dr. Jekyll showed up here. That's why the Washington team could have gotten him. Okay, gotcha. If they didn't mm. make the state, they could have gotten him, gentlemen. Mm. I know y'all seen that game. You were saying to yourself, wait a minute. Oh yeah, we could possibly win this thing. Yeah, they no, had, we knew we knew it was a possibility. Going yeah, there. we did though. Yeah. We we did know. I just I didn't think my thing was. I thought the defense would play a little bit better. I did. I thought the defense would play a little mm-hmm. bit better. Um, and also I didn't expect like wide receivers to drop PB football passes. I didn't expect that. Like Ooh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't expect that. <laughs> but then you also have to look at two gentlemen. Uh, the coaches was asleep out there. There's no way our kicker onside or short kick. Yes, short kick. Yeah, that was I didn't get that. That, that killed us. You know, <laughs> I didn't get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Switching the secondary coverages up and saving what you had. Yeah, because Jimmy Moreland, he left. What's the name? Go down the sideline. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know, man. I don't See, know. And I look for them to make some mistakes, but I was hoping <laughs> I said that they keep it close. Washington can get them. Yeah, but I, when he when they start making a mistake because we allowed those mistakes, mm-hmm. but those drop passes wide open. Oh my please, god! You got to get your number two threat. You got to. That's you I'm got saying. to. You got to. Man, you can't you like. Know, there's and, a difference. That's what cost them. Yeah, because there's a difference, and I, and I said this in the prior show. There's a difference of like dropping a pass, but they were talking about dropping like a pass that a high school kid can make or like a kid in Pee Wee playing Pee Wee football. Like these are, and it's not like Brett Favre's throwing you these passes. It's it's Taylor Heineke. These things are coming in soft and you can't like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it was amazing. Like weather wasn't bad enough for you to drop passes like that. So I, it was perfect. it's perfect weather like to catch a pass. So I, I just didn't get it. So to me, it was like, I didn't expect them to play that way, but I do have one question for you too. Cause you mentioned Dwayne Haskins. Sure. What, what would you, if you met Dwayne, what would you, and I'm not sure if you have met Dwayne, if you have met, met, if you meet Dwayne recently or something like that, what would you say to him, like at this particular point in time, in terms of his football career? Well, I, well gentlemen, I do know what Dwayne mm. has mm-hmm. he was one of the Watkins Award recipients. Mm. You know, mm. I, I, you know, I want to sponsor the Watkins Award every year. And if y'all don't know about that, I'm going to make sure y'all get some information because they okay. do that dinner here every year okay. with the top mm. athletes around the country. But I think what happened to him, the worst thing, I was one of the individuals downtown on the waterfront when they did the draft, and people got upset with me because I told them they shouldn't take Haskins. Mm. And they said, why is that? Because y'all looking at color. You're not looking at what the people need. For one thing, you you don't have enough experience. You played one year, Mm. and your team was better than everybody else. Secondly, 
you shouldn't bring, he's from here. Mm. He should know better, but then again, money changes people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Money really changes people, gentlemen. So I think they did him a great injustice by drafting him. Now, believe me, the kid only 23 years old. He's going to have a future in the NFL, Mm. but he needed to sit behind somebody that he could learn. Unfortunately, Mm. Alex got hurt, and, and, you know, all the yep. all the kudos to him. I wish he just go ahead and retire this year too, and not yeah. mess with this because he dubbed death and everything. He owed his family more than he owed us as you know as fans. Facts. But no, um Hatton's gonna play in the NFL, but he needs to sit behind somebody and they uh, and he got to understand this is business here. It's not you can't be selfish and everything. This is business. And someone have to teach him. Now, if I tell you what, gentlemen, remember I said, if you end up in Pittsburgh, <laughs> watch out, okay? Because you got you got the homeboy up there, the offensive coordinator. Um, so, I mean, think about think about it, gentlemen. But he he needs to sit behind somebody where he has learned. He needs that clip on his hand, and he needs somebody to make sure he go in the film room and look at stuff. And he needs to work. He really do. Because he's talented, but talent is not enough. Just talent alone is not enough, gentlemen. Right. Of course. That's the whole saying. Hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. Not saying that Dwayne didn't necessarily work hard, but I think he could do a lot of things differently. But you said it. He's only 23 years old. So, brother, we thank you for dropping by. I want to watch in the Chiefs jersey, you know. And we also look forward to joining you. On your show, of course, mm-hmm, and definitely. I'm just looking Absolutely. forward to the minor football league season. That call. Oh yeah, you're well, get that call and get with us when we play. Cause we're gonna play at the Washington Chiefs gonna play at Cardoza, and I want to mm-hmm. shout out to Brian. You know, we have we probably have the youngest GM ever at 28 years old. Awesome. He had, wow. you know, he took on the helm at the Maryland Coke. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's what the NFL about the laboratory change. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you for joining us, brother. If there's anything you want to drop or share before you get out of here, share with our listeners now, brother. Absolutely. Like I say, go to our website, mflthepf.com, and we will be starting, uh, uh, you know, preventing no major disaster happen June the, uh, 5th. Uh, the MFL will go, uh, will start. And, uh, you know, we, we want to get an opportunity to people being, uh, you have interns and broadcast, uh, journalists, marketing, PR, where intern position available. And if not mm-hmm. go for work, we're going to actually put people on the air. And we want to give them an opportunity to, uh, come and be a part and experience the MFL, the laboratory of change. And I want to thank you guys. You guys got a great show, man. You know, I, I you know, you guys like you, I, I really look up to because now, you know, we we a little older now, and to see y'all doing the things you, you do, things are in good hands. I, I must admit. Oh, thank you so mm. much, man. We appreciate that. Appreciate definitely, you, man. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. All right, Mister Miles, we'll be in touch. Have a great night, my brother. Okay, you too. Thanks for having. Me. Uh, thank you. Have stay blessed okay. and stay safe. You too. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh man, that was awesome, man. Make sure, again, make sure you follow the MFL on Twitter at MFL Experience and on IG at Experience the MFL and at MFL is here. 
Uh, make sure you uh, you like the Facebook page, which is um, MFL. So you can you can search MFL and find it on Facebook. And again, like Mr. Miles said, you can also check out the MFL website at www.mflishere.com. He was dope, man. He's always insightful. Appreciate him for being on. I like I like the you know I liked his little caveat about Dwayne Dwayne Haskins. You know Baltimore Baltimore looks strong, but that I, again, man, that that uh that dude that dude uh. In Kansas City is 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 mean though, man. That dude in Kansas City is mean. I want to see the matchup though. Yeah. I, I want to see the matchup though. It will it, it will be good. Mm-hmm. It will be good. Yeah. I'm not sure Buffalo gets past. I'm not sure Baltimore gets past Buffalo though. So that's we'll a tough see. one too, man. It's, it's a yeah. it's a good matchup. It's an old school matchup. Put it like that, because that boy uh, Josh Allen is is mean too, man. Like he mean, and he mobile. Good stuff. And he got an arm, but great stuff, man. Again, appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, you you all keep tuning in. Uh, subscribe to our po- um, you can subscribe on our to our podcast on all social media platforms. Also, you can tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Um, again, make sure you uh, check out Sports Journey at SportsJourney.com. Um, again, for all of your DMV sports team uh, sports teams uh, content. Pre- again, appreciate you all for listening. You've been listening to the Urban Sports Saint for ages. You dig deuces. A mega. Lead us out, big homie.